This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code, it's a secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to bigroddysribs.com to find out more. Fallout Boy will untie Radioactive Man and pull him to safety moments before he's hit with a 40-foot wall of sulfuric acid that will horribly burn everything in its path. Now, that's real acid, so I want to see goggles, people. Real acid? Okay, roll film. Tip the acid bats and action. Only Fallout Boy can save me now. Where's Fallout Boy? <laughs> Fallout Boy? Uh-oh. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. Today we're going to be reviewing Season 7, Episode 2, Radioactive Man. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How you doing, man? Good, thank you. How are you, mate? You know what I've been doing? Buying baby stuff. That would... For a moment there, I was like, why? You're a man. <laughs> <laughs> like a grown man. And We bought a pram, we bought a bassinet, we bought a change table. Mm-hmm. In case it comes early. It's, or been, <laughs> it's just becoming real now. Yeah, okay. It's sort of, it hadn't sunk in because Nicola's only just starting to properly show now. Mm. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Is that why you're sitting on the floor? Have you had to sell some stuff? To yeah, be able to get pretty much the baby that's it. No, I'm getting old, sore back. Okay. I get, sore, I get sore sitting in that chair. That chair's so creaky. I was listening to old podcasts and you mm. just hear... I just thought that was your osteoarthritis. <laughs> Do you know what I actually have? I found out I've got popping hip syndrome. Popping hip syndrome? Yes. What is that? So, you know, when you've you got cr- cereal in there. I try and do it. And I, like, no, it's not, I can feel it, but I can't actually hear it. So, you know when you crack your knuckles? It's a very suggestive maneuver yeah, yeah. that Dando just pulled off. <laughs> you know when you crack your knuckles? Yeah. So, my hip does that now. Okay. So, it's apparently it's not too bad, but if you don't do something about it early on, it can lead to trouble down like if hip replacements. If I it's guess. a syndrome, it'd want to be bad. Well, it's called popping hips. Look it up. Like, it's called popping hips. No, syndrome. I believe you. But what, I'm just saying that anything that attaches the word syndrome to the title, if it's not actually going to do something pretty bad to you, then it's playing itself up. It's big noting itself a little bit to be calling itself a syndrome. Apparently, the, the muscles aren't attached to the bone properly anymore, and it's just yeah, it does. It reads bad. Mm, so okay. I'm a little frightened that I'm going to need a hip replacement. Have you been when I'm on, like 40? Have you been on WebMD? Or something to dis- just Google. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my, do- why is Google? my hip popping? <laughs> I went to the doctor and he goes, "Oh yeah, classic case of popping hip syndrome." I'm like popping hip syndrome. Classic. What is case. this classic case? <laughs> what? Uh, the fifth one this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I've been doing stretches and stuff. But I should be fine. But anyway, all right. Radioactive man. What do you think of the episode? I, well, I mean, it's a classic episode. I love. It's this. gonna be. That's gonna be every episode from now on, though, for the next Mostly, season or yeah. two. Okay, what did I specifically think of this? I loved that rather than take cheap shots at Hollywood, they went the other direction yeah. by making the Hollywood like Hollywood as a town and the movie People out to be absolute saints. Yeah, um, which is not the way you normally see them portrayed. It made it. Uh, it was a much more original, fresh take on on things. You never see that done anywhere else. I can't remember another TV show or movie where they've actually portrayed Hollywood like this. No, 
It's few. It's it's very rare, and yeah. it, and it's very funny because they're obviously like they go to such a long degree. Uh, to, sorry, to such an insane extent with it that they're just taking the piss. Going, that's obviously not what they're like. Yeah, yeah. But you know, these guys are in Hollywood, Hollywood themselves. Like, if not within that celebrity status, they live in the town. So, it's the I guess it's the funnier approach rather than to look at yourselves and go, "Aren't we awful?" Look at you, like to write it the way you see it. I guess the only other one that um. I could think of ever doing this and South Park with this um, George Clooney smug speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's a kind of, that's a, another, that was slightly darker, but that was a, a twist on making out Hollywood to just think that it's the best thing in the world. When you went to Hollywood, because you went to Hollywood, right? Hmm. When, what, did, what did you expect it to be? And what did you see? What did you get? It was a, did um, it meet your expectations or were you, did you leave going, oh, okay. Cool. I, no, I, left, I, I left a little bit like, ah. Uh, Okay, wasn't quite what I expected. I to knew be. it wasn't going to be like the postcards and yeah, the I old knew movies. That. So yeah, no, I, I I got what I expected, I but it's not glamorous. Yeah. Like Sunset Boulevard has some moments of being nice, and there's also a lot of areas where it's just a road through a kind of urban center. Like you, you go around the corner and there's just nothing there. Yeah, I remember the first thing I saw in Hollywood was an old dude pissing on a lamppost. Okay, that's unfortunate for you. The first. <laughs> Thing I saw was Robert Downey Jr. walking out of a Starbucks. I was like, "How fucking America is this?" Robbie, really? Yeah. You've never told me that story. Oh, I was Iron Man walking out of a coffee shop. Yeah. I was in a taxi. It's not like I bumped into him or anything, but I was just I was cruising towards the hotel. And I'm like, "Son of a bitch! It's Robert Downey Jr." I've really? been in LA for ten. Oh well, I don't know, half whatever it takes to get from the airport. But I've like I've been here for ten minutes. Imagine just working in, in Starbucks with coffee, and Robert Downey Jr. just walks in. Yeah. What, would, set- you, what would you say to him if you served him at a, at a shop? Not a coffee shop, just any shop. You came into your bank. Uh, um, what would I say to Robert Downey Jr.? Because nothing you say is going to be as cool as what he says back to you. No, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I don't know. I think I'd be a, a mute. Just just fanboy? Wave. <laughs> Hi, sir. He waves back gore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, he'd have sunglasses on for one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it set the bar too high for the holiday. Because I was like, this is what Hollywood is. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the, the next closest thing that I saw was someone that was dressed up as the mask for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, he kind of looks like the way Jim Carrey looks. It's actually looked. Jim Carrey looking for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The episode, I actually learned something from doing this review. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered, why does this one look so different? It always looked that the edges of the characters looked a lot thicker, mm-hmm. the colors more vibrant. It just looked different. Mm-hmm. And I found out why. It's because this was the first time they digitally coloured an episode. Oh, okay. And they only ever did it for the 130th episode spectacular, and yep. then they waited all the way until season 12. Yep. So, if you compare this episode to all the ones surrounding it, it doesn't fit. It does, Visually, it, visually it looks doesn't a fit. lot different. Yeah, Did you notice the difference? I've always wondered. I'll be honest, no. I've always noticed but... a difference in the episode, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, keen eyes. Um, before we uh, crack on fully with the review, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. way, a quick reminder that we are drawing at the end of this episode review mm-hmm. our January winner of the Devil Flanders. Yeah, nine-inch final figure from Kid Robot, courtesy of our friends at Pop Culture. And I also just wanted to share, if I could off the top, a quick story that we got from mm-hmm. uh, Roddy's Ribs, which did you say this in the week? Yeah, this was really, story. really funny. Um, so uh, Henry, our man up there, uh, our contact up there, our yeah. man on the ground, sent through an email saying he's not cooking the ribs. Basically, no, he's not cooking. But someone had come through in like a group of four. It was you know this guy and a few other mates. They've um, they've all eaten. They've had a good time. They get to the end of it. The guy who obviously listens to the show leans in quietly and gives it the it's a secret. <laughs> But didn't tell any of his friends about it. So, he got the discount and made them all pay full price. I was like, that's both 
A, brilliant support of a sponsor, and B, a cracking My Two Cents story. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he tell his mates? I don't know, but I'm so glad he didn't. Maybe he's like, well, makes, they're, they're not subscribers to the podcast, they don't deserve it. Yeah, pretty much. It makes for oh, such no, a You don't have to story. be a subscriber to the podcast. Oh, you don't have to be a patron, I should say. No. No, he just has to have listened listen to, to the, the show, show, I guess, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> I was, I thought the email was going to end up saying, he said, it's a secret. But this was before he'd actually told Roddy about the secret thing. So the guy's just like, it's a secret. And Roddy's like, what's a secret? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but going back to the episode. What, what do, you want, do you want to say something? No, I'm just picturing how that would play out in, in, a, like a, in a mid-90s comedy. It would be like, it's a secret. What's a secret? Cut back to the face of the guy just sort of looking, <laughs> raised eyebrows and winks at him. Then like big, beefy... You know, Rowdy lum- Roddy, lum- lumberjack looking Roddy, <laughs> not, think- not Rowdy Roddy. We call thinks- him Rowdy Roddy for whatever yeah, reason. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But like, he thinks he's coming onto him, and then bang! Like the next cut to that guy getting wheeled away into an ambulance. <laughs> it's guess who likes you? <laughs> <laughs> the episode I've always been fond of it. I think it's because I've always been a fan of watching, say, documentaries on the behind the scenes of how a movie's made. Mm-hmm. And this episode does a good job of pulling it back. It's it's absurd, but also it feels like you're sort of watching a behind the scenes documentary on the movie being made. Yes. It's like, I likened it to a movie called State and Maine. I'm not okay. sure if you've ever no, seen or heard of that, but that's a movie where um, a big Hollywood production comes into a small town America and sets up shop. And it's, it's yeah, it's very much like that. You see the behind the scenes and how it didn't, how they play off with the town. Um, it's actually a really great movie if you ever get a chance or if anyone out there, it's got uh, off the top of my head, Alec Baldwin, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman and the whole... Uh, um, who's the one that I don't like from season five of Dexter? Oh, I couldn't tell you. No, you could. The woman. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, Julia Stiles. Yeah, Julia Stiles is in it and not too terrible. And um, Horseface from... Sex of the City. Yeah, just... Oh, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so bad. I'm so sorry to all the female listeners out there. No, not all of them. No, no, it's just her. Horse face, and I was like, oh, it's her. <laughs> I know no, exactly that, who you meant. That's a very... Like, that's a common trope. Still doesn't make it nice. No, it does make it nice. But I mean, <laughs> when you're in the public eye... Do you if, reckon, but do you reckon she reads those comments and it must hurt her? It's not a nice thing to say. It's not. It's, there's, no, no, there's no way no, around no, no, it. It's there's, not no, nice. there's no getting around the fact that it's not nice. You're calling a female a horse. I'm you're not calling you, her a horse. You look like a horse. Saying that her face has equi- <laughs> equine features. It doesn't sound as bad when you say equine. It does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. No, equine sounds like it'd be something you'd find in a rainforest. Sprinkling glitter on a pile of shit is still a pile of shit. Only if you don't understand. <laughs> like, sorry, only if you do understand what shit is. If you've never seen shit. If you don't know the definition of equine... You'd go, sounds beautiful. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, you're still saying it's because she looks like a horse. No, but only if they know that, Dando. <laughs> she knows that. She does, yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. She's ready to comment. How could you tell Sarah Jessica Parker you look like a horse in a way that's not going to offend her? Toss a sugar cube at her and run away? <laughs> Let's move on before we get in too much trouble. This is going to make the list in the, fa- in the Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> There's a list in the group. There's someone, I can't remember who started the thread. Things Mitch has said during the podcast. Yeah, and out of context, oh, man, that Hitler one. Was it Hitler? Oh, yeah. I said that I liked Hitler when voiced by Harry Shearer. Oh, no, That's no, all it, that it was. was. The, Finish inside and then run then away. Run, that oh, was the bad mate, Holy shit. I read that and went, oh my God, he actually did say that. And I left it in. <laughs> And like I said in the in the post, that's that's the stuff that makes the podcast. You should see what comes out of it. You don't 
edit much out. Don't no, make me sound worse than I am. <laughs> I, don't I actually liked this episode the way the dynamics it shows how different Bart and Milhouse are as people, mm. but they're the perfect combination as for a friendship. Dynamic duo, if yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So Milhouse just hates everything about Hollywood, where Bart I feel is more like how we would be. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be part of. He it. He buys into Tinseltown. Yeah. Well, would you want to be in a film with our filming in Geelong if you were in your ten years old? Yeah, of course I would have. Every day, that I, all I've wanted to ever do is be part of movies. Is that because you want to be part of movies or because of the attention? See, but I feel, no, like, I feel, like, I feel like Bart wants to, he wants the attention as opposed to being okay, in the movie, yeah, no, I it's think. Not, it's not so much about the attention. I would, I would enjoy the attention as well, but that's not the driving motivation. But I wouldn't be, I certainly wouldn't be Milhouse in this situation. I wouldn't be reluctantly in it. I would be leaping towards it. He just immediately hates it, doesn't he? Mm. But he's never well, he didn't really, want to do it in the first never, place. Yeah, he's never been an attention seeker though, has he? It reminded me of the All I have to offer you is my love Well, what Milhouse is here is the prototype um, Child star child Whose star, parents yeah. just want to get rich off of him Which, you know, it's very obvious throughout the episode But he's, yeah Who would be a good comparison for this, do you think, in reality? Macaulay Culkin? No, I feel like he would, he's Bart He wanted to be a part of those movies For a As period, much- there was an interview that he did recently Saying that, but like, at the age of 10, he wanted out How old was he in Home Alone? He would have been close to 10, wouldn't he? Something like that But he... We- he did most of his movies in about a three-year span. Yeah, was it before? Um, who's the... Uh, you mean the Sixth Sense kid? No, not Dakota Hayley Fanning? Joel Osment. No, that's Dakota not what I'm Fanning? talking about. No, 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 no. Nope. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire and Matilda. Oh, yeah, girl. girl, yep. She's just disappeared, hasn't she? Yeah. No, she's she's written some really good articles over okay. the last couple of years. Um, but she was one who, you know, similar deal. She does not necessarily look back fondly at her time as a child actor. For what reasons? Similar to Milhouse or? Similar, yes. She liked the work. She loved acting and she loved all that sort of stuff. But then suddenly, like, there's just this whole seedy underbelly that she did not enjoy. Getting back to your comment before about how they portray Hollywood as this nice place. There was also the aspect here of Springfield as such a shit place that they uh, yeah, were able to take people who were usually crooks and make them look make like them angels. Look better. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's, that, that's the, best. <laughs> the, um, the best result of turning Tinseltown around to make it look so fantastic is to really rub Quimby. shit. In Qu- how great is Quimby in this? Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a couple of things I didn't like about the episode. There was the fact that A could have had more huts. Not that I didn't like about the episode, but I feel the episode would have been even better if it had more huts in it. Mm. Maybe not enough time, I guess, but don't you think they could have worked in a bit more of huts being his manager? And just fucking up deals for Milhouse? It would have been nice if they had have, yeah. Even just one more scene. Yeah, yeah. Been good. Because you never there might actually, be something on the cutting room floor. Yeah, you'd assume so. And there's a we'll, we're getting there before about how Hollywood was, is uh, portrayed so nice in this episode. Now the scene where Homer gives up the house to film, mm. I feel that that scene would have been better if they were trying to be gentle. And then Homer was the one that just came in and smashed the hole because they just come in and start smashing up the house. Yeah, okay. that's the only time in the whole episode where they're portrayed the way they usually are. Yeah, that's more the Teamsters though. Yeah, but still. It because would have been even actual- funnier if they were trying to be gentle. Like, don't, don't make the hole in home. It's just like, no, screw it. And just smashes a hole in the house. Okay. That's just how I would have done yeah. it. Yeah, fair. It reminds me because have I ever told you about how my auntie rented out her house for Mad Max? No. I don't know if it was Mad Max 1 or 2, possibly even 3. But she her house is in Apollo Bay. Yeah. And there's a scene where Mad Max is getting out of bed on a... <laughs> Mad Max. You know that's not his actual name. But anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When, anyway, so Lion King is yeah. in the jungle <laughs> when he's um when he's getting out of bed, and they they completely just destroyed her house, and all they paid it was fourteen hundred dollars. I'm not sure how much that would have been back then. What was the nineteen eighties film? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
look, it was better money, but it's still not destroy your house worth. Her whole, her whole house needed to be just re-gutted and just fixed up again. They completely fucked it. But apparently there was a, a part in the contract where it says they'll have to do it. They yeah. didn't read it properly. Well, that so was my cowboy- fault. They were cowboys back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cowboys. George Miller was crashing actual cars. <laughs> I think Matt, uh, Mel Gibson actually killed three people. Like they, there's only three. Um, yeah, two wounded, never spoke again, but three dead. <laughs> Alrighty, so trivia for the episode. I'll let you kick off this week. Um, all right then. What is on top of the PC monitor of the first nerd scene after Ooh. comic book guy logs into yeah, sure. whatever it was called? Um. Starship Enterprise, a model of the Starship okay, Enterprise. Cool, he, well, he was wearing the ears, wasn't he? Puts on the ears, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was at the comic book store at the very start of the episode? The first person you see, they're rummaging through comics. Hmm. Martin? It's Benjamin, the nerd. Okay. Who was the original radioactive man? Um, fuck. Dick? Is it Dick? Not quite. Uh, tell me. Dirk Richter. Dirk Richter. It's like a combination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who apparently, because back there was no, three men in a comic book. The guy says that he was the uh, the radioactive man in like the fifties and sixties, and apparently he was also in the campy seventies edition. So yeah, he's okay. been radioactive man for like thirty for years. quite a while. Yeah, right. Still looking good in the seventies. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> when are you living well? Yes. Uh, my next question: How much was an issue of Man Boy? Five bucks. Five bucks. Correct. Um. This is an easy, relatively yeah. easy one. The ad for Springfield in Variety, mm-hmm. what did it say? Flim Springfield. Yes. Flim Springfield. <laughs> I don't even need to spell correctly. <laughs> How many issues of Radioactive Man do Bart and Milhouse own between them? Ooh. All something issues. Mm. 863. 814. Mm, I would have accepted all of them. For a, <laughs> <laughs> for a complete guess, I'm happy that I even was yeah, in yeah. the right level of hundreds. How much did Homer get paid per day to give up his house? Oh, was it 50 bucks? It was indeed $50. Less, significantly less than your auntie got. Yes. <laughs> what was the website or the forum that comic book guy went on to get there? It was alt.nerd.obsessive. Yes, correct. And my final question, mm-hmm. who was the chief exhaust pipe joke writer on uh, Little Rascals? Is that what it's called? Is that the name uh, of the show? I can't remember. William Faulkner was the guy's name. Who is... Is that anybody? I don't know. Okay. It was just the name that he throws yeah, out. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. He could write an exhaust pipe... Like, that guy could write an exhaust pipe gag that would really make you think. Yes. I've got a few more, so get ready. Please. <laughs> what was the film's budget? Hmm. $17 million. $30 million. Okay. The newspaper subheading underneath where it says, Who Will Be Fallout Boy was what? No idea. The subheading was, who will be Fallout Boy? They obviously couldn't think of anything, so just oh, put the same thing twice. put the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah. How tall did Bart actually grow? Half an inch. Half an inch, correct. Which you could possibly do yourself, by the way, because you do expand overnight. Really? Like, yeah, particularly if you have a job where you're on your feet or you spend a day up and about. Um, if you measure yourself first thing in the morning and then measure yourself again just before going to bed, you'll find that you're shorter because your spine compresses. Huh. I had this happen to me at Movie World where I went on the Lethal we- Weapon ride... Which is now the Arkham Asylum. Yes. Um, But went on that first thing as a boy, was fine on the height chart, and then went there again at the end of the day, and I walked straight underneath the bar. It's like a magic trick. Like, (laughs) have you guys switched this out or something? Um, How terrible was that ride, pain-wise? 
He used to smash you around oh, yeah, so bad. Oh, yeah, rattled you around like crazy. Holy hell, man. <laughs> that scared me from roller coasters for years. What was the name of the director's other film? Homer says, hey, you directed this. Oh, I didn't write that down. Unnatural Discretion. Okay. Apparently, it was terrible, if you ask Homer. Oof. <laughs> How many hours did they spend filming the Jiminy Chillicas? Seven. Seven, that is correct. Two more. What decades was... <laughs> Two more. You've overdone it, but okay. <laughs> what decades is Mickey Rooney... Was he famous? 30s and 40s. 30s and 40s, yes. And finally, what was the tagline, the sign at the hospital? It's the movie related, Hollywood related. I don't know. The tagline is, our extra patients make patient extras. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway. That works. All right, before we get into reviews, time for alternate titles. Mitch, what have you got for us this week? Ha Heartland. That works now, but what about 19... 19- it's not 19 or whatever, it's <laughs> No, it's good. It is good, yeah, yeah. I actually think there is a Simpsons episode called that now, or coming up called that now. So you're obviously on the same wavelength as those who work on the show. I am a secret <laughs> genius. Or a stable genius, if, if you ask Donald Trump. <laughs> have you heard that? I have. People questioned his intelligence. I am a stable genius. Let's just not even get into Humble it. Humble, too. It's just not worth getting into. <laughs> the original air date was September 24th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, uh, Bewitched, does not promote Satanism. And the couch gave the couch is a fax machine and they spews out a piece of paper mm. with the Simpsons family. Old-fashioned joke that would make no sense to people today. You were just going on about fax machines three episodes ago. Oh, yeah. I understand them. I work with them occasionally. There's a lot of people that have never seen them. Anyone under the age of... Do you anyone under the age of 15 wouldn't get a fax machine? Maybe even 20? Some 20-year-olds would not have seen a fax before. So the episode kicks off in the comic book shop and Bart and Milhouse are going through the comic books... And pretty much it's just Bart trying to show his love for Radioactive Man. Milhouse is trying to say, check out these other ones. And Bart's like, no, nah, no one's got anything on Radioactive Man. Just playing it up that Radioactive Man's mm. going to play a big part in this episode. If you didn't know the title already. They also set up the up and atom joke as well. Do they? Because Bart oh, says like a delightful play on words, up and atom. So the comic book guy walks over and says, we'll be excited about Radioactive Man. If you think you're a big fan, do you know anything about the movie? And they get really excited. Hats go flying off their head. That's a great gag. That is a really funny joke. <laughs> They need to get the air conditioning fixed. They ask him who's going to be in it, what, like, what's the go. Yep. So he goes onto the forum. Yep. <laughs> what is it? I'll tell you in precisely 70 minutes. Yes. Yes. I love that, like, the, the network. See, Prince was in there. Yeah. That was a, Prince what, is like the fifth dude. Random. And then, yeah, like, cut to a guy on his laptop sitting underneath the boardroom table. Do you reckon this is how That's things used to get very get late back in the day? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> under, under the table. Yeah. With a, <laughs> with a stethoscope. Yes. <laughs> like, like that as well. He's listening through the table to spot, like, you know, he's in the room. He's like, <laughs> it's not a soundproof table. <laughs> so we get to the meeting and the old guy pretty much just wants the original actors. He's very old hat, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, do you know what this is a callback to, this joke? No. So this is a play on the... F- oh, well, it's a, it's a direct reference to the fact that when Tim Burton's Batman came around, Adam West was reportedly genuinely quite upset that he was not offered the role of Batman. Really? Despite the fact that he was 60. The very So the 1989 Batman? Yeah. And that's, why would you yeah? Why would yeah, you consider it? Well, because you know, in his eyes, but, but he, he could have done it. Um, he was too busy making that show that you like. <laughs> well, look, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, that came later. I think yeah, yeah. Um, that comes later. But that's and that's why they then go into that. We're trying to steer away from the campy seventies version, and then that's just a clear rip off of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, the anime of Batman the TV series. But, it, yeah, so don't that, be afraid to use your nails, boy. Yeah, yeah the Scoutmaster. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's what that whole joke is about for people that may not be aware. I did not know that. Well, who was going to be? I know it was Superman, wasn't it? It was going to be Nicolas Cage. It was going to be Superman. Wasn't yeah, Tim for Burton's. a period of time, he was going to be Tim Burton's Superman. And was it? 
Kevin Smith was going to write it or something? Kevin Smith did a few takes on the script, yes. And, and then Burton that, came on board and nixed it and brought it on his own writing team. And that's why the spider ended up in Wild Wild West or something. Yes. Which is this thing that will make no sense to anyone that... <laughs> <laughs> um, look it up, though. It's a funny story, isn't it? It is brilliant. Uh, if you jump on YouTube and look up Kevin Smith, Superman, set aside 20 minutes and listen. Um, I will say that of the Radioactive Man TV show that they include here, I would watch that every fucking day of the week if yeah. it was on. Oh, I'd get old after no, a while, though. <laughs> I'm not having any of that. Just zap, bought. Have you ever sat down and watched the original oh, yeah, that's what happened. I know that. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I mean, have you legitimately sat down and watched it? 60 show? Yes. Yes, I have to watch it at work. Okay. It is so fucking great. Yeah, it is great. And, in, and I don't even mean that in an ironic way. I love it. Adam and West I, is the man. He is the man. Yeah. In um the Mr. Freeze episode where he gives, like, you know, three goons come into the room. It's him and Robin. He goes, well, gentlemen, two against three. I'd say the odds are even. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty great. <laughs> I feel like films are lacking that kind of dialogue these days. A lot of them are. Um, now, I was talking bef- uh, a week or two ago, actually, just, yeah. just on the subject of Batman quickly, about how the episodes were all rhyming couplets. So, a couple of them for you. The episode one, high diddle diddle. Episode two, smack in the middle. Uh, episode three, fine feathered finks. Episode four, the penguins are jinx. And so on and so, so the forth. So, the episode all worked. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Zelda the Great, a death worse than f- fate. A riddle a day keeps the Riddler away. When the rat's away, the mice will play. Are they all two-parters, are they? Uh, early on, yeah. Um, and I think most... About 60 episodes, was it? Certainly the first two seasons, maybe the third. Um, but anyway, that's enough digression on Batman. I feel like you have a real deep-seated love for the 60s it's Batman. It's fucking great. It is better than 99% of what's on TV right now. And I include everything that you will find on Netflix and HBO. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not on Netflix. Uh, I'm surprised Netflix yeah, haven't tried to revive it with the original Adam West. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. <laughs> so what happens? They are flicking through uh, the book and they want to find a place where they can film the movie. Mm-hmm. So what, were, what were the guidelines? It was uh, uh, it needed to have a nuclear reactor and a gorge and have the full cooperation of the of like the council. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. To let them so do whatever they go want. Go through all the ads in variety. You got these beautiful glossy A4 pages, and then whoa, look at that ad! It's just a tiny little box that this looks like it cost five dollars. This episode has. A lot of those kind of gags. Yeah. Like the, we found a new Fallout boy. He's right over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they decide to go to Springfield. So they're having a meeting with Quimby and Wiggum. Great, we have $30 million to spend. We'll blow up our dams, destroy forests, anything. If there's a species of animal that's causing you problems, nosing around your camera, we'll have it wiped out. Look, we just want to make movies, not kill things. Right, we understand. <laughs> Then Skinner announces at the school. Students, I have an announcement. One of your favorite comic book heroes, Radio Man. Radioactive Man, stupid! Strange, I shouldn't have been able to hear that. Anyway, a Hollywood studio has decided to film the Radioactive Man movie here in Springfield. And they will be holding auditions to find a local youngster to play Fallout Boy. (gasps) Oh, and the air conditioner will be fixed this afternoon. Then we get the air conditioning gag again. Yeah, the callback gag, which is great because just before that happens, there's enough time for me to go, oh, there are a lot of those kids are wearing hats. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, woof. <laughs> Could that actually happen? Is that something Mythbusters should do? Yes. 
a Simpsons episode of Mythbusters and people would, would be watch, great. People would watch the shit out of that. Probably. Is Mythbusters even still I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know. I've honestly never watched an episode. I think the, wal- I think the walrus man has returned to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch Mythbusters? I never watched I, it. A handful of times. I've, I've, I've asked questions a few times. Everyone's like, no, nah, it can't happen because Mythbusters proved it wrong. Uh, no, it, what, what used to give me the shit about Mythbusters is they'd set up three different things and then they wouldn't answer any of them until the last five minutes. Like, for fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> like, stop trying. Stop feeling so worried that people are going to switch off halfway through an episode. Anyway, stick around for our draw of Devil Flanders. That's still coming up. But and the, the mailbag will be on a little bit later. But did they um, did they tease that it was going to be coming up very soon and then just wait to the end? Or they always say, at the end, you'll find out. I don't know. I didn't watch it closely enough. <laughs> okay. I just know that I didn't get answers along the way. Yep, yep, yep. It was not conducive for flicking around channels and just watching something for five minutes and going... Well, they actually have no competition, do they? There's no other show like Mythbusters, is there? I wouldn't have thought. That, that can't possibly have legs. They're just Who can bust this myth first? <laughs> What's one myth you wish could they could bust? What's a myth that you think needs busting? I don't know. Any conspiracy theory over the last 20 years? <laughs> Four fucking 60 years? You believe that they didn't get to the moon, didn't you? No. <laughs> no. Your face is the best every time I say that. I will, I will walk off this show. Yeah. <laughs> Your face was just disgusting. Never come back. <laughs> So they're having breakfast and Bart is practicing his dialogue because he wants to... Because um, that, that's what set everyone's hats mm. off when they're announcing that they're going to be looking for Fallout Boy yes. in Springfield. So Bart, Bart really wants the role. And Homer is then questioning Marge. Do you have any men in this house? Radioactive <laughs> <Yeah>. men? <laughs> Springfield is then preparing for Hollywood to arrive. Yeah, so they're basically instantly setting themselves up to rip them dry. Like movie screws, $10, comes up in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get the everyone is talking... Mm. Is that a reference to anything that actually happened? Um, I know they make videos like that now, but... I don't know if it's a reference. It's been done before and since. It's just a thing. Moe's and explained that he was once in Little Rascals. Yeah. Were you the ugly one? <laughs> no, but were you the ugly one? <laughs> I love um, the flashback. That is great. Oh, God, he killed the original Alfalfa. It's like, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> Even the fact, the fact that in the flashback he's referring to him as the original, the original Alfalfa. Very funny. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But it's just, it's cute. Sort of the, the gag goes off and then Mo out of nowhere, blindside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Buckman then says that everyone's going to be raising their prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, auditions are then being held at the primary school and Bart makes his big grand entrance. Bart would have been perfect for the role. That's no, what it would have been. Just- well, the guy admits that as well, which is a funny thing. As Like, you know, you could be a great actor, but sometimes you're just not the right look. Yeah. I mean, saying you're an inch too short is playing it up a little bit too much because otherwise Tom Cruise would never have been cast in anything. But you, like that can be the way it goes. It's like, ah, oh, God, you're a fantastic actor, but I really needed someone blonde in this. Sorry. What's up next time? Martin was perfect, but he didn't fill a form in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I wouldn't like be the, fair to the other kids. Yeah, the guy's got principles. <laughs> yes. Does Hollywood have principles, though? Apparently no, not in recent no, times. No, of course not. That's, that's again, <laughs> yeah. part of the joke. You notice Bart drops some Shakespeare here as well? Does he really? What does he say? It's uh, when he starts to give it a, now is the winter of our discontent made glorious sun by the sun of, uh, made glorious summer by the sun of York. Is that when he, was that what he says when Ralph for, runs I off? I want to say that's from, yeah, yeah, it is. I want to say that's from Henry V. Okay. I could be wrong about the exact Look it up and see if you're correct. Um, I will do exactly that. While you're doing that, we'll talk about our Millhouse being forced. So this is the first time we see Millhouse. It's actually the first time we see Millhouse's eyes, I believe, because I can't recall an episode before this where he took his glasses off. Can you? No, 
But I mean, it's that thing. anyone with really severely corrected vision when they take their glasses off their eyes and not where you think their eyes <laughs> are. They just fuck off to different sides of their head. Uh, sorry, it wasn't Henry V. It was Richard III. Anyway. It was a name and a number. You were close is, enough. The point is it was Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. But Bart is just Bart is actually a genuine good actor. Maybe it's just because he loves radioactive men so much. That's why he's able to act so well in this. Possibly. Just but, pulls but it out. Porking out a future and acting. Mind you, he was good in ballet as well. He could have been a triple threat. If he could have learned been. how to sing a little bit. Well, he ended up. He does end up singing later. He's in a boy band. Yes. So, well, he doesn't sing. No, well, still, he's in it. Yeah. But <laughs> he, he, he could have taken Hollywood by storm. If for only sh- he was given the opportunity. Season 30. There you go. There's an episode for you. So, Milhouse is being forced by his mum. And he just doesn't want to do it at all. They're sort of teasing here that Milhouse is going to be the one. Because everyone else wants to be Fallout Boy, not Milhouse. Nelson falls. No, Nelson fails terribly. And cops his own ha-ha. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Then Ralph walks in. At last, the world is safe. A fallout boy. What's for lunch tomorrow? Next. Chicken necks. We're never going to find... Wait a minute. That child has the exact qualities we're looking for. He's perfect. What is his name? I don't know. He just came along with one of the others. He didn't sign up officially. Oh, forget him then. It wouldn't be fair to the other children who filled out their application forms in full. Next. At last, the world is safe. A fallout boy. Watch out, radioactive man! Brilliant reading again. Watch out, radioactive man! Fantastic! One more time. Watch out, radioactive man! Congratulations, Bart Simpson. You're our new Fallout Boy. <gasps> That's what I'd be saying to you if you weren't an inch too short. Next. So, post the, like crushing rejection for Bart. Um, to be delivered so bluntly, to be brought up to a high, and then bang. Uh, but yeah, so then we get the pull, you mighty stallions. Mighty stallions. Pull! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he actually wakes up the next day. He's very excited to see how much he's grown, only mm-hmm. half an inch. Yep. And I didn't realise that's something I've learnt this episode. He can actually grow overnight. You can grow overnight. I, I promise you. Can anyway. we do it now, though, only when you're younger? No, it'll still happen now. Your spine still compresses. Like, there's gases in your spine that you know, compresses throughout the day. So, we always grow overnight? Because it's not so much that you grow, it's that you, you shrink you, through the day yeah. and then you expand back to your natural height. So then I like his little ploy here to try and make himself seem taller. Yeah. Yeah. Massive shoes, the suit, and a chihuahua. his hair up and a chihuahua. <laughs> chihuahua is amazing. <laughs> you get a, um, a good little uh, gag there of grandpa shrinking as well. I'm yeah. as tall as I ever was. We found the new fuller boy. He's right over there. <laughs> Milhouse didn't even audition. Well, he, he obviously guess, did. We just didn't see yeah, it on. Just, yeah, yeah, true. He's just there to support Bart. Yeah. And then we get, like, the one Hutz moment that you do get, uh, promise, introducing himself as being your drug dealer, uh, keeper away Oh, yeah. Milhouse, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Milhouse is just terrified, does not want this at all, so he runs home, and immediately his parents have just already started investing in shit that they mm. want, that they don't need. Yeah, jacuzzi suit. Can't That'd be pretty fucking have great. Have great delivery from Maggie there. Can't yeah. hear you in the jacuzzi suit. Bart is then very disappointed that he didn't get the role. Lisa's sort of there for support. She's just, you know, Milhouse is going to need a friend. Bart's like, yeah, you're right. He's going to need someone to suck up to him. Entourage. Basically. the entire premise of the show. That could be an episode idea. One of them gets famous and the others just become... The Entourage. Vinny. um, Turtle. Who should should become famous, though? Um, Ralph? No, because Vince wasn't that dumb. So, you want to be an Entourage parody? I don't know. This isn't my idea. This is yours. <laughs> Getting back. So, Bart says he's going to suck up to him like the religious people suck up to God. Mm. 
this is where they walk in, they start destroying the room. And Homer's revealed that he's allowed them to rent the house out for $50 a day to film the movie. What were they filmed there? Um, interior scenes. Things happen. I guess so. Mm-hmm. In a radioactive man movie? I haven't seen the script. <laughs> Surely he's got, you know, stately radioactive manner. Is he, this, he might have needed a sitting is room. Is that something they could do now? Release like a short film of radioactive man? They've never done it. It's surprising probably, they've never actually done probably. it. Probably. What do you, you, stop, you keep pitching ideas to me as if I'm the one signing off on this stuff. <laughs> you want me? You want to put episodes in season 30, you want to do an entourage <laughs> parody, and now you want to make a movie. Let's Aspir- just focus on the task at hand. Aspirations. <laughs> so Homer goes outside to the hallway, and this is where he meets the director. Who, who voices Radioactive Man out of curiosity? It's it Harry. It's got to be Rainier Wolfcastle, doesn't it? Yeah, in this episode, obviously, yes. My apologies. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> I was thinking more back to Three Men in a Comic Book where he had a different voice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And what about Radioactive Man against the Scouts? That wasn't Harry. No, that was uh, Dirk Richter, whatever it was. You look it up. Yeah, but who played? Who played? Who 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 played Dirk Dirk Richter? Richter. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering why Phil Hartman was in there is what I'm getting at. Phil Hartman, why he wasn't? No, why he was. Like, why would they have gotten him in? To do Lionel Hutt's line. Yeah, like, but to get him in for one line. I think they've done that before, haven't they? Yeah, and every now and then I feel like it's... Feels like there would be other things in the Springfield Connection. Did the one burning the shit in the dumpster line? Dirk Richter. Oh no, it was Harry Shearer. Okay. There we go. Harry did both iterations. So Homer has gone to meet the director, puts him down, and then the guy mentions the food truck. Nice little visual gag, <laughs> of a puff of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Krusty then bursts in, wanting a roll. Oh, sorry, you do forget Homer's great. Careful now, <laughs> as he's oh, yeah. just bashing <laughs> yeah, holes in hole the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krusty then bursts in and he wants a roll, but mm-hmm. the roles have already been taken. Or the role he wants has already well, been taken. Well, the role he wants, he ends up getting three. Yes. <laughs> All pretty much the same thing. Look at my range! So then Bart goes to look for Millhouse and he sees Randy Wolfcastle. This is one of my favourite moments in the whole episode, the up and Adam. The line reading. Yes. Like working with his vo- voice coach. Yeah. Like, I love the nose pinch on the guy. Yeah. Like that little <laughs> moment of frustration. Better. 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 <laughs> up and Atom. Up and at them. Up and at em. Up and at them. Up and at em. Up and at them. Better. But then finds Mulehouse, well, he thinks it's Mulehouse, mm, but it explodes. explodes. Yep. And the next one gets run over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I love the director so into everything. It's like, I think I'm lying on a broken bottle. Beautiful. Use yes. it. <laughs> use it. Yeah. <laughs> they run through the scene. And the, is this a real x-ray machine? Good. Question, we'll look into that. <laughs> X-ray machine, full power, please. Nice little play how uh, when he lifts the car up, then he scratches his head. Yeah, yeah it doesn't move down. <laughs> Always good. Then we see them painting horses. Uh, sir, why don't you just use real cows? Cows don't look like cows on film. you got to use horses. What do you do if you want something that looks like a horse? Well, usually we just tape a bunch of cats together. Um, we get, like... Basically, just a whole bunch of scenes of the happening of the movie set. You get Homer and the Teamsters trying to out-relax each other. It's hilarious. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it looks exhausting, to be honest. <laughs> trying that hard to relax <laughs> would really tire you. Then Qu- uh, Quimby and Wiggum visit the director. Mm. They've got a new tax. On puffy directing pants. Yes. <laughs> We're not wearing them. I mean, non-puffy yeah. pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. But then goes to see Milhouse in his trailer. And Milhouse is not happy at all. He's actually very depressed. No. Exactly. He said the word chimney chillicas so many times, the words have lost all meaning. (laughs) I I really love the line read from Millhouse on the seven hours, how exasperated it is. It took seven hours, but we did it. We did it. It's 
done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that was coming next was once more and I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets just dragged away anyway, doesn't he? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Again and again and again. <laughs> and again and again. <laughs> Uh, they then watch the scene of them locked in a cage. This is a play on Waterworld. Water World. Yep, yep. yeah. What do they call it? Is it Aquaworld? Is that what they call it here? Uh, I didn't even notice. Something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, they're very happy with the results. And then we get the acid scene, which is, it's the, the highlight of the episode. Has to be. It is. As you said, the, the, the directors are happy with themselves. I love how earnest they are in that scene. It's like, well, the whole town's ruining us, but the results are there on the screen. Yes, yeah. It, all they care about is the art in this, which is beautiful. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so the acid scene, what can you possibly say about this that hasn't been said already? It is the, it's the highlight kind of centerpiece, um, set piece, if you will, of the episode. It's just, it's been quoted so many times. It's so fantastic. I think it includes my favorite moment of the episode and it is simply the close up shot on the goggles as you see the reflection of the looming wave of acid. I love the, oh, oh. <laughs> He knows he's just how feeble <laughs> he it can't is do anything. when he puts the goggles yeah, on. Just the, <laughs> the arms are sort of like this, like little T-Rex arms. <laughs> but the, the, why it's so iconic is that you can use it in day-to-day life so easily as soon yeah. as something's in your eyes. Yeah. Even if you're not wearing goggles, yeah, it just it makes d- sense. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Besides that, what would be the most... Do you think maybe Up and Adam would be the most yeah, quotable line for Yeah, this? I think they're the top two. Up and Adam. Yeah. What's more quotable, Up and Adam or To Infinity and Beyond? I think Up Ooh. and Adam. But To Infinity and Beyond... It's probably more iconic to Infinity and Beyond, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I reckon it would be. Among Simpsons fans up and Adam, but I think to Infinity and Beyond stretches into a wider Definitely. population. Yep. To Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> it just makes me feel happy saying <laughs> no, it. I know, that's good, isn't it? And then, as soon, but I can't hear that without hearing Randy Newman in my head as well. <laughs> you got a friend. No, it was, was going to be more... Um, Oh, I know what you mean. Randy yeah. Newman or Tex Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I will go sailing. No more. <laughs> so fucking sad as he falls from the window. How sad is the strange things that happen to me? No, song? it can't be true. Yeah. I could fly if I wanted to. So great, that soundtrack. You oh. know what's funny is... I'm weeping. <laughs> bringing all sorts of emotion back. Last week, we got the new Toy Story figurines and at work. Mm. All grown men in the office just became little kids again. Yeah, like, I want a Woody. I want a Woody. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> So the acid scene's gone down and Millhouse is Where the hell is Millhouse? Mm. And he's running away. We come back and it's the spinning newspaper. The last one Injuring somebody. Spinning newspaper injures printer. <laughs> <laughs> they try editing Millhouse into the film. Seamless, huh? <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. And with good cause. Yes. <laughs> the police dogs them it's classic Wiggum. Oh, when they'll find him, they'll uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he actually says something on the trailed off there. Yeah, I did uh, kind of trail off there, didn't I? I think he says they'll munch on him and crush him. That's what it okay. sort of sounds like. Yeah, they'll munch on him I, and crush him. Yep, that sounds <laughs> that sounds good. Everyone is then looking for Millhouse because there's a reward out for him, isn't it? How much was it? Eight million? It's like it was a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Just not dead. <laughs> no, no, it's supposed to be alive, yes. But then searches the car model store. This is a random scene. Otto and it Toby is a strange guy. scene, actually. Yeah, I like that Otto's got a model bus though. Yeah. In the oh right, play it up. They're playing for champion of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> and, and one that I'd completely forgotten about: the Spirograph factory. Yeah, another Did random ever, scene. I loved Spirographs when I was a kid. I don't recall ever actually drawing one. Right, you know what they are. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Because well, I, I think I did, but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, because I couldn't draw for shit. A Spirograph could make you yeah, yeah. produce some art. It was kind of cool. You know, the first time I remember doing something like that was you know when you used to get the 
the grids and you, yeah, yeah, and you had to rule straight lines, lines. lines, and you, straight lines would look like curved lines, and you're like, holy shit, yeah, <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> Optical illusion shit. Yep, 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 yep. When does he go after the spirograph factory? Uh, oh, well, he goes to Treehouse. After, uh, after he talks to Dr. S. Yeah. <laughs> no, you won't. The re- <laughs> I'll think about it, Dr. S. No, you won't. Um, the treehouse, the six-corner treehouse, yes. apparently. Yeah, yeah. Another very funny visual joke. Yeah, classic. This is just where we get the Millhouse just saying he thinks Hollywood is a sham. Yeah. And Bart's like, no, Bart just won't have it at all, will he? No. Um, he's like, the real hor- the real heroes are out there. Hard to- but the- I like that Bart sticks up for... Just entertainment as a thing. Like heart disease is still rampant. Yeah, <laughs> like those guys are doing nothing. Yeah. It's also a play on Millhouse. You want results? You need Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and to a lesser extent, the Van Dams. It's also a play on like Millhouse, where he says that, like all celebrities just they want to get on a cause. Like mm. we've got all this money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of a very funny joke from Stuart Lee, where he's talking about uh, how. How difficult it could be! How difficult it is to do stand-up comedy. It's like you have to be brave. To, you have to be brave to do what I do. Braver in many ways than a firefighter or a soldier fighting in a war. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon you can be a firefighter? What's me? The mo- what's the most? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I could barely operate a fire blanket. <laughs> I don't think I could operate I, a fire extinguisher. When I was eleven, I was. Physically unable to blow out all of the candles on my birthday cake, <laughs> I I could not fight a fire to save my own. I, I, I nothing. I don't think anything would make me capable of it. That's a quote right there. I was incapable of blowing out the I candles. Couldn't do it. It was two of them. Two of them were left. I got through nine. I could not get through the last two. You sure it wasn't a gag? No, they weren't gags. And then I started laughing, and then because I was laughing, I couldn't get my lips together. It was just like. This <laughs> That was all it was. Spitting all over the cake. I, I, no one wants any. It put me into a paranoia about it. For the next three years, I refused to try to blow out candles. <laughs> just with your hands. No, I just gave it to someone else. Would Can't someone else do it? Wing, ring someone in. <laughs> I a friend. So. I could run through a fire. Don't get me wrong. Could you? Yeah. But I want to save someone. Yes. Oh, to save somebody. Of I'd, course. I, I would, you know, I'd happily leap into a burning house. Yeah. I mean, for a reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd negotiate terms first, but I would still, I'd, I'd still do it. We've got three minutes. They're going to be burning up completely. What, what do you got to offer me? So Mickey Rooney then rocks up just randomly, hmm. just to. Well, chat, he just to needed try. a child actor. The, how much do you reckon they paid Rooney to try That's and talk? A good question, actually. He does deliver a good speech, but like you had, and, the, and when he's at the end, when they all, when they leave, yeah, it's like, I hope you're all happy. You had the trivia thing about his two decades, so it was only two years. Yeah, 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 two yeah, decades, yeah, yeah, which was a, a very good joke. Um. The gag here is supposed to be apparently Mickey Rooney was one of those careers that was just constantly chewed up and spat out by Hollywood. Yeah, okay. We need gotcha. you for this, and then goodbye. We need you yep. for this, goodbye. Yeah. I could play that. Who's a who's a modern day version of that? Ooh. We need you for this and then goodbye. They they pop up every few years, I guess. Look at Haley's comet of actors. Um hmm. they'll be out there. I'm just trying to think of who they are. I mean, everyone has that thing where they recur. I'm gonna say but Rob Lowe, he disappeared for a while, didn't he? West Wing sort of revived I feel like him a with bit. With Rob, that was more of his choice. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's ever said we need you for this. He just, you know, he, he works. Um, I, I want to say I can't think of the guy's name, but who does he play? Um, you know the Green Mile. Mm. Oh, the the d- douchebag cop. N- of, uh, not the douchebag cop. No. Um, not Percy. 
the nicer the nicer guard that's Tom Hanks's friend. He's kind of looks like he's half oh, bald. Yeah, but not I know quite. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, David Morse, this guy, David Morse, who like is in. Yeah, that's the guy I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. have a run where he'll be in. He plays five, a good. He plays a good villain. Yeah. He'll have a run where he'll be in five movies in a row and then he'll disappear for years. Yeah. And then you'll see him again and he'll be in four movies in a TV show and then he'll disappear again for yeah, years. True. Um, Jeff Daniels is kind of becoming that as well. Yeah, what's he done since the newsroom? Um, he's currently in a new Western on Netflix, which is getting very good reviews. Okay. And he was in Looper, did a bunch of movies. So, like, Newsroom revived him. Suddenly, he's back in the important actor circle. Whereas, when you go back to the early 90s, there was, you know, Speed and Dumb and Dumber yeah, yeah. and um, a, a bunch of other well, movies. Um, Speed was, what, 96? Did he do Last Rose of Cairo or something along those lines? I think it was one of his movies. So, like, sure. he kind of had an important indie drama period and then he was in big movies and then he would disappear for a bit and then he had the Newsroom and then now he's in things again. So there's two. Well done, Mitch. But all in all, Mickey Rooney fails there, doesn't he? He does fail. Yes. That's it's okay though. We've got our follow boy right here. Just pulling Just the rug in the part once again. Yep. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> We're shutting down production. <laughs> that's okay. We've only got $1,000 left anyway. There's a $1,000 leaving town tax. And that's when Mickey and then Rooney... And when... Yeah, Rooney... Gives a speech. What a speech. It's pretty what good, isn't brilliant it? brilliant speech. <laughs> they weren't thinking about the money. They just wanted to tell a story. Story about a radioactive man. <laughs> but a man. <laughs> and you, was it you small town folk took him for all they were worth? Yeah. And, uh, but it's okay because they're welcome back to Hollywood with loving arms. Yes. Like the, the merchant folks, just take whatever you need from our shops. We'll yeah, be yeah. fine. We missed the line though of the, uh, can we give them their, some of their money back? No. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, a fantastic episode. It's hilarious from start to finish. Yeah. It, it it is. It's, 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 it's a true classic. It's and it's no surprise when it's written by Swartzwelder as well. No, no, it never is. <laughs> you, see, you see his name, you're like, well, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, exactly right. Swartzwelder is a genius. Apparently, the Susie, I think her last name is pronounced Dieter. She's the director of this episode. She okay. didn't think it was a funny script when she really? first read it, but she, a lot of the gags were visually based. Like, yeah, for example, well, the yeah, there are a lot of visual visual gags. Once she yeah. saw the animatic, she was like, ah, okay. Now it's surprising I get it. that a director would not have picked up on that. Surely a director mm, that's needs what, to be yeah. able to think visually. That's what she said in the audio commentary. It was mm. strange, but yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that vertical stripes will go a long way to making you look taller. And Chihuahua as well. Mm. I learned that Hollywood is the most loving and considerate place in America. Is it ever? What's Hollywood that I... Uh, too... too Young lads in Hollywood convinced me to, like, donate money to a um, charity while I was on holidays there. It was... Uh, I don't remember the full gist of the story anymore because it's gone back seven or eight years, but there was a um, guy who had been... Seven or eight years? Very heavily discriminated against for being a homosexual, and they were just sort of trying to raise cash for the dude, and I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Seems like a nice guy. You guys seem like nice guys. I will sign up to your cause. When all I have to do to give money is, hey, the machine's broken. Buy a ticket off me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between uh, New York and LA. Yeah. In New York, someone's <laughs> trying to fleece you. Uh, and I think I told you uh, like about the... There was a homeless black guy that I... Um, on my final day in LA, I just donated whatever US cash tax, I had taxi left. Taxi driver? You gave it to No, me? I gave a big tip to a taxi driver. I was feeling a bit generous. Yeah. But uh, that's because the taxi drivers in LA were so... F- fucking terrifying for the most part that when I finally got a nice one I was like have $50 I didn't take one cab I was kind of regret not doing it just uh, to experience yeah, it it's, it's a fun experience but they were just they were all jerks for the most part and then this one guy was just beautiful but no um, final day there I'd get, I emptied my pockets into this guy's cup out for a side of stuff I mean, it might have been, it was 
15, 20 bucks. It's yeah. not like I gave away hundreds of dollars or something like that. But just the look on this guy's face. Yeah, and he gave it. It could not have been more like gospel black guys. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> That's amazing. We were in San Francisco. I remember looking outside of the hotel window and there was a homeless guy on the, on the street and it started raining and he had a dog with him. Mm. So me being me, I went down to Subway, bought him a foot-long sandwich and bought the dog a six-inch and gave it to him. And it was just like heaven. Like He couldn't believe it. It was just yeah. like... It was like he didn't want to eat it because he thought there was, it was like a trick. But it was just, he was so thankful. And I was like, I feel like a good human being for a change. <laughs> for a change. <laughs> but had he not had a dog, I don't know if I would have done it. Does that make me a bad person? Um, I think that the dog is what made me do it. Seeing this dog sitting there in the rain. I was like, I need to feed that dog. No. I think I don't think you'd be the first person ever that has given money to a homeless person with a dog mm. over a homeless person without a dog. I was very clever on his behalf. Mm. To have a dog there. A lot of okay. If it's a ploy, yeah, it's clever. Otherwise, it's just the only bit of companionship that he has yeah. in otherwise fairly miserable life. Well, we went to New York and we were getting a tour around the World Trade Center areas. The tour um, guide was a former cop. Mm. She goes, "The homeless in San Francisco, you know, they're not actually homeless. They they actually give them a place to stay. They're actually just rots. They're just ripping you off. They got you had a dog, right? You had a dog. They all got dogs. They got fucking dogs. Okay." I can't do it justice, but Daniel Kitson has a brilliant bit that you can listen to about that, about that very thing where, like, he gave money to someone, and someone's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Hit that man! It's a professional. He's a professional yeah, beggar. That, that kind of that's what he does. He does that for money. And yeah. it's like, you know what? If that's what he does, he's I'm doing a good o- job. He's like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Because if this, because if anything, then that just means that I'm sort of giving a subsidized charitable donation to local community theatre. <laughs> 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 Where the man, you know, he does this, yeah, this guy getting ready for work. It's like, Martha, I must go. Time for work. And it's like, I must go sit in a pile of my own filth. It's like, must you, must you, Roger? Yes, Martha, I must. And unless you can come up with a better way for me, for me to make nine pounds and 92 cents in five and a half hours, tax-free. Jamil, Jamil is here. Ooh. What do we got in the mailbag this week? Mitch, should we kick off the mailbag with the prize draw? I really think we should. We should? Um, yes. Do we right. have... Uh, have we got a sound effect or something? Can we do like a... Get the box full of names. Reach, into, gonna... the, reach into the box here. All right. I'm reaching in deep there. Okay. I have in my hands a piece of paper. That piece of paper has a name. We painstakingly wrote out all... That's what I did all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> all 280 of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, painstakingly hand-wrote... And then thought, what have we done that when we could type it? Um, <laughs> painstakingly cut out all names. Uh, the winner of the, how big is it? Eight inch? Nine inch Nine Devil Nine inch Devil Flanders. $100 recommended retail price. How, if the Devil Flanders is nine inch, how big was the Homer Simpson dildo that you posted? Oh, how on funny Facebook was that? Today? <laughs> um, it goes to a wonderful fellow who is a patron. He's a member of the exclusive Patreon. Facebook page as well, a Mr. Patrick Kennedy. Patrick, congratulations. Okay, nothing sounds worse than one person whooping. I'm going to play a sound effect underneath. Let's hope. (laughs) Because in my ears, that was awful. Um, So, Patrick, congratulations. Um, This is a... uh, I'm having a quick look at Pat's Facebook profile here. This is going to apparently take pride of place next to what looks to be a V... No, that's a... It's like a Fast and the Furious type car on a motorbike. 
Uh, I'm not good with with the mechanics, uh, but he does have a Dalmatian that will ah. I'm sh- no doubt look forward to chewing up the That's box. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a great box too. It's got the devil ears and everything. Exactly, uh, Patrick. Uh, it looks like Pat's from New South Wales, uh, based on Perfect. license plate. So we will get Cheap in touch. Postage for me, <laughs> and we will send a devil Flanders on his way to you. What are we doing next month? Another one of them. Do you want to? Um, or do we have do we have other things? Or is it just one? We can one? do a, a what the shoes. I'll get a photo up of the Bart Simpson shoes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do, pe- do people want them though? I guess it's a collector's item. I reckon item. they would as a collector's item. I guess so. It's you know like the um the, for people that don't know it's like the Chuck Taylor, um Converse shoes with uh, some Simpsons early nineties merch on there. Like I've, I've got a pair of those um, shoes, and it, I mean if these are the right size for you, they're going to be perfect. And what size are the shoes though? Okay, so here's the thing, Dando. I'm not going to tell you. What you will need to do, and we'll get a post up on the Patreon exclusive page. Comment your shoe size. Okay. And the winner will be drawn from the people who the shoes will actually fit. It's going to be like a Cinderella love story, basically. If if the shoe fits, the shoe might be yours. <laughs> what if no one fits? I'll send them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find someone that posted a size too small and I'll pop some cotton at the end. Okay, so that's potentially the prize for next week, uh, next month. That's 100% the prize for next month. Okay. Uh, well, as I said, photos will go up. But they're very cool. It's like purple Bart Simpson on them. I like them. I, and these shoes are brilliant. Like, I have a pair of these with Superman on them, and I've had them for about six and a half years and still going cool. strong. I'm pretty sure these are from the early 90s, and they're worth a bit of money now. Yeah, okay. Hmm. They were very kindly donated by a man by the name of Luke Brady. Thank you, Luke Brady. Fan of the show. Thank you, Luke. We should also mention that if you've heard on the show before that you bet the Facebook group and you want to be a part of it, you've got to be a $2 plus patron. You can't just find it on Facebook and join mm-hmm. because you, there's a secret question on there. And if, oh, there's a question. If you don't answer the question correctly, you don't get access into it. And there's a exactly. few. Of you, there's a few of us that have um, tried. The, to... I think there's like seven people sitting in there at the moment, but you haven't got a code. And several of you know are definitely patrons. And but if it you don't... wouldn't be fair to the other people no, to put the code in. Definitely, if you don't answer that question, we can't let you in. So just go check it out again. Maybe unjoin or whatever. Like cancel your request and request again. See the secret question and answer it. And then because the the answer's on the the uh, Patreon page, isn't it, Mitch? The answer is on the Patreon page, yeah. yes. We'll, we'll put up a new post with a February code to be able to get in as well. What else do patrons get exclusively now for $5 plus? Well, I have no idea. The, week, the show <laughs> the week early. Oh, sorry, the show the week early. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, so, you know, you guys would have been the first one to enjoy the joke about the fact that Huang Chung did not quite win the Australian <laughs> Open. He pulled out. My, yeah. My feet. I think despite me. Although he did. Did you see the photo? It's a blister. It's like a crater in his foot. It's a blister. It's a big blister. If I had a blister like that, I'm not going to work. Even if you could potentially win millions of dollars? No. No. I, look, I've never tried to run on, on a foot like if that. If you're at live television around the world competing like the final four or whatever... I'm a- sure that he was already driven as far yeah, as he could possibly go. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he was 6'1", 6'2", and he was like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> this <laughs> is not worth the pain. Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> there might have been an element. I don't even know if he got as bad as 6'2", did he? Did he make it to the third set? I reckon it was 5-2 two, two, and he was yeah. going to be 6-2 and he was gotcha. just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm sure it wasn't fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I am no, all... No, but I mean, he's saying, fuck this, it's not worth going another step with this pain. Yeah, gotcha. I'm going to lose anyway. Yeah, I'm all for Hung Chung. Hung, Hung Chung. <laughs> what was your song again? Everybody Hung Chung tonight. I was trying to remember it when I was watching the tennis. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Classic. Okay, mailbag. Mailbag. What do we got this week? Um, I... Keep sending your questions through, guys. Oh, yep. Uh, Michael Trigarico, who sent in a package. Oh, I've got the package. Let's do it live on the air. I've saved it. Okay. I, I opened it, but I didn't take anything out until okay. you got here. All right, you go. I'm going to be a good boy this time. 
Hang on, I'll go get it. So I've got the box here. We've got the box. Rico. Just quickly. Did you see Josh Gibson ab- on the subject of tennis? Huff, I didn't see the- him though. Josh Gibson absolutely tore shreds off Burn Atomic on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Is Josh, Josh Gibson on there? Yeah, Josh Gibson went into the jungle. Oh my God. Which doesn't surprise me. But there's it- So Josh Gibson, how would you describe Josh Gibson as an AFL footballer? A very flamboyant man. Uh, yeah, but as a footballer. Forget Josh Gibson the man. Oh, as a player? Yeah. Think talent, think results. He was very. Uh, he was very successful defender. He was very... He didn't like being defeated. No, absolutely, man. Who, but uh, like natural talent, probably not so much. Like uh, got the absolute most out of he his was, ability. He was like a Glen Archer. Yeah, yeah. Got the most out of his ability and then some. Yeah. And then you've got Bernard Tomic, who has pissed his ability up against the wall and then some. And in claiming depression now, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Not, um, that, no, no, not claiming depression, but it just seems Yeah. it was coming. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just Gibbo. I mean, it's an edited package, but you could tell this conversation went for a long time of him just sitting him down going... Um, like Tomic was trying to give that oh you know I was in the top 100 before Federer and before like Djokovic and that at their age how old and, is Tomic? To- I have no idea and I, I care so no little no one cares anymore yeah. um, but it's like you know if I'd have been playing or if I'd have done this I could have been number yeah, one by now and that's yeah Gibbo's just got yeah coulda woulda shoulda what have you actually done about it and it's like oh but there's these guys that it's like who gives a fuck about them what are you doing yeah. like it just they've succeeded throwing everything back and it was so great to watch an elite sports person talking to a really not elite sports person and just bitch slapping him about stop fucking putting excuses out there and harden the fuck up. Sitting that there, was basically the putting down other elite sportsmen. Well, he wasn't putting him down, but in a way, yeah, because he's trying to compare himself favorably to that. Yeah, that's what he's I mean. Like, no, that's oh, putting no, them, and that's putting him down. I could have been better than them. Like, no, you couldn't have been, and no, you're not. No. Anyway. What has Michael sent our way? Alrighty, it's a box full of goodies by the look of it. Mm. So the I first... hear milk duds. I'm getting milk duds apparently. Well, the f- did you? He, he spent like ninety bucks on postage. What a what a man! Thank Alrighty. you, Michael. The first one we have here, Malamars. Malamars. Yes. Oh, fantastic! The only thing you got to the bottom of is a case of Malamars. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so I'll pass that one over to you. That's a heavy box. Yes. A lot of Malamars in there. We should be filming this live and putting it in the group. Do you want to do that? Yes, let's do that. Um, grab your phone. All right. All right. All right. So I've just started recording. Hello, patrons. And a big thank you to Michael Tricorico for sending us this beautiful box of Nabisco Melamars with 110 calories per two cookies. That's not bad. Two point, yeah, it's not I too bad. I can eat that and not feel guilty. 2.5 grams of saturated fat, 35 grams of sodium. When it says like, you know, that's 13% of your dietary requirements and or, or that sort of thing. Do you reckon, like, does Australia have the same dietary... Well, what does it say? Does it say like 2,000 calories? Daily value. Don't the American ones have like the different breakdowns, 2,000 and everything? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just wondering like do Americans allow for more fat in their diet than Australians do? Because, Possibly. You know. The average BMI. Of averages. <laughs> oh my God, they have a website. Visit us at snackworks.com or... Um, so is a Malama essentially... Se a, habla espanol. A chocolate royale without the strawberry? Yeah, without the strawberry. Basically, it's a cookie... Marshmallow covered in Looks chocolate. delicious. Alrighty, next one we have. What do we got next? Milk duds. I'm going to chuck you a box. We've got four boxes of these things. Four boxes of milk duds made with chocolate and caramel. They I've never delicious. had a milk dud in my life. They sm- it's, it smells delicious in there. Now with... Do you thir- want to tr- why don't you try a milk dud live here? 30% right less fat than the average chocolate candy bar. Should we try our first milk dud ever live on the show? I can't see why not. Um, it's been a while since I've done a food review of any variety. I think not since KFC's taco. Um, no, no. What about the uh, 13, 14 cheeseburgers? <laughs> that wasn't a review. <laughs> no, that just... was a battle. 
Okay. So it's a kind of little disc. Can I have one? No. <laughs> Ooh. Good. Which, um, reminiscent of a fantail in the initial flavour burst. Hmm. It's chewy. This is going to be a while. <laughs> yes. Strap yourselves in, guys. <laughs> and I might be here for a bit. It's like a chocolate red skin. Hmm. I expected it to be crunchy. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be a bit more of like a caramel filling, like a runny caramel. This is definitely a fantail. It's pretty great. That is a fantail. It's just fantails, but smaller. Mm. And then a whole... Bite-sized pieces. Got a whole box of them. Okay, what else we got? <laughs> the whole show is just us chewing now. I just fucking milk does. Oh, shit. We've got... Okay, I'm reaching in. Whoppers. We have a couple of boxes of these things. Jesus. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> um, the original Maltese... Oh, so that's like a Malteser. Okay. Oh, an American Malteser. Fucking Ash is going to be over the moon when I come home tonight. <laughs> I know, right? It's going to be great. Michael Chukarika, you are the man. You are keeping my marriage together. <laughs> a couple of boxes of them. We've got a t-shirt. Do you want to see what's on the shirt? Uh, yeah, right. That looks... I'm assuming it's baseball related. Baseball related. Kansas City Royale. Uh, hang on. Is it the Kansas City Royale? It says Royales. Royale? Yep. It's the Royales. I'm just trying to think of which... Uh, which. Oh, I couldn't tell you. It is the Kansas City Royals. Uh, player name of A. Gordon. Cool. Thank you very much for that, Michael. We've got two boxes of Everlasting Gobstoppers. How good is he for bringing the two of everything? I know, right? What a legend. Yeah. Legitimately an Everlasting or Gobstopper. F- or four of everything, in some cases. No artificial flavours. I find that hard to believe. Well, <laughs> the National Confectionery says that as well. Yeah, okay. Lollies. Interesting. Or as the English call them, sweets. Okay, no, no artificial flavours, but it's made of dextrose, melta, maltodextrin, and less than 2% corn syrup, malic acid, calcium stearate, carnauba wax. <laughs> carnauba wax. What the hell is that? People put that on their surfboards. We've <laughs> got <laughs> uh, two boxes of goobers. I'm not sure what a goober is, though. Handpicked. What's a goober? Nestle uh, milk chocolate, milk fresh, chocolate fresh roasted peanuts. Ooh, maybe well, you can have both of them. Yep, both <laughs> of those are going to be coming to my house because that equals death in the Dando household. We've got a bag of something here. This is like corn or something. Candy corn. Oh, candy Two corn. Two and a half pounds of it. Jesus, man. You got... Oh. That's <laughs> heavy, isn't it? Broke my hand. <laughs> it's a lot of candy corn. Made with real honey. I think that's all of Jesus. It. Oh, no, we've got some more shirts. Lots of more shirts. Ugh, well, should we maybe give Do the something? Shirts later. Should we give something back to the people? What should we give back to them? I don't know. Milk duds? Or no, 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 not the food. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's calm down a little bit. Um, that's pretty sweet. What do we got here? It's like a Diamondbacks Arizona Diamondbacks, like Day of the Dead style. Cool. Uh, that looks like it's another Diamondbacks. Is it? This is one D-backs? hell of, one hell of a parcel. This is it? a big care package. Thank you very much, good sir. Um, I feel like the t-shirts have actually been put in there as padding. <laughs> like, it's like, instead of styrofoam. Well, they were, they were, yeah, yeah. He's used gifts to protect the yeah. gifts. Champion. Legend. Thank you very much. But if you guys wanted to uh, try and outdo Mock Trickerico, we might oh, say no. Please do. <laughs> so we got, yeah, what did we get? Whoppers, Gobstoppers, Milk Duds, mm. Candy Corn, Malamars. What more do we need? Um... I don't know if anyone wants to send us a lettuce <laughs> just to even the scales. What we do need to do is get back onto the show. So, yes. mailbag, what do we got? Uh, well, Michael himself has actually sent a question in as well. Okay, so what's he got? Well, we will answer his question. Um, 
Do you think this is off the back of Who Shot Mr. Burns? Do you think mm-hmm. The Simpsons can pull off another two-part episode? Of course, we I do. We discussed that. I think maybe in the part two episode. Mm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if we did. We we spoke about story arcs, but if you were to pitch a two-parter right now, what well, do you I think we did? We were saying that it wouldn't um it wouldn't have as much impact if they did. No, we did a cliffhanger. The cliffhangers, yes, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about cliffhangers in general. Um, two-parter. Nothing related to like a death or anything because it's already no. been done. Um. Margin Homer's marriage in trouble. Maybe? That's been done a lot been as well. The, yeah, but I was also thinking that like you'd give it more time to go through it. Or oh, there's the movie, so it's the Simpson movie. Yeah, yeah the Simpsons movie did that. And there's that moment where we watch the wedding tape. Mm. Maybe they can do the the whole tackle the poo racism angle over a two parter. Not mm. sure what the story would be. Yeah, I don't know. Do they even need? To, should they even address that? No, I don't think they need to. Um, that's best addressed outside of the actual yeah, confines true. of the show. Yep, yep. I think. Um, would like because they, they do play around a little bit in the future. They could do a Back to the Future influenced thing that happens over a two-parter. So, you could do Back to the Future and then Back to the Future Part 2. So, it's not canon? Not necessarily, no. More one of those ones where Bart has to go forward. Bart somehow discovers his way to go forward in time and sees what his older self is going to be like. And then Part 2 is about him trying to fix up the mistakes that he's made to prevent that thing from happening. So, most of Part 1 takes place in the future. Most of Part 2, back in present, trying to atone. For mistakes that he hasn't about, technically about, made yet. What about Bart going back in time and dealing with younger Homer? So that's more of like the first yeah. Back to the Future movie. Yeah. That could potentially work as well. So that would go the other way around. Like first episode is setting up some massive consequence and then Bart has to go back in the second episode to fix it. And then you, the last few minutes he gets back to the present. And it's kind of like um, Futurama has sort of already done that with Roswell that ends well where Fry ends up being bit, his own yeah. grandfather. Spoiler alert. Mm. Anyway. But anyway. That'll do. Thanks for the question, Michael. And thanks for all the chocolates. And thank you very much for the chocolates and the package. Ooh. Um, this is actually appropriate because it's just uh, come out and been announced as a fake. But Jeremy George uh, has written in saying, what are your thoughts on the third Crocodile Dundee oh, yeah. movie? Um, so, this is going to be played during the Super Bowl. So, it's only going to, when this it goes to air, it'll only be a few days away for patrons. Or it will have already aired for the, non-patrons. The, the Super Bowl... Well, it have been three days ago for the people who are non-patrons. For non-patrons, yep. yes. Um, but yeah, so this is an ad that was going to be... Tourism Australia basically have put together like fucking Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman and Margot Robbie and virtually everyone. I hope Dougie the, Dougie the Pizza Boy got a run um, <laughs> and, and John Jarrett. But like a, a, fake, Jarrett. a fake third. Uh, I feel like that is one of the best ideas that's ever come from Australian tourism. Like whoever wrote Where the Bloody Hell Are You? It's better than that. <laughs> was no, well, that's what I mean. Like they clearly were nowhere near this because this is actually a good idea. Yeah. So hats off to Australian tourism. Apparently, something else started. Oh, Machete. That started off as a joke as well, and then they made it a movie based off the popularity. Could this lead to a mm. film? I think it could. Absolutely, it could. Maybe it's sort, maybe they're, they're sort of saying it's just an ad for tourism, but they're just testing yeah. the water to see the only, how people respond. The only to thing it. is, Machete led to a film because it starred Danny Trejo yeah. and Lindsay Lohan, who had nothing to do. Yeah. This is. Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman and all of the famous people <laughs> that have got a very full schedule. But, you know, maybe there might be a way to sneeze, uh, squeeze it in down I the track. I think, though, if they, if they pulled the money out and had that cast, people would go see it purely based on the cast. Yes, absolutely they would. Uh, I, I mean, I certainly would. Yeah. And they'd be singing and dancing the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I've got a My Two Cents from Tom Harrow-Smith. Now, I haven't actually read this email, but it is unread, so presumably you have read the email. Um Tom, down the very bottom here, I says uh, that he watched John Wick based on our recommendation, found it fantastic. I must have I mentioned that last week. So I must have read this email. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so he wanted to say that he loved the sugar memes. 
Uh, although it led to an awkward situation at the burial of his grandmother's ashes, where the priest was doing his thing, and whilst everyone stood around looking solemnly, he was sitting there going, Sugar, do, 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 do. <laughs> Which, you know, unfortunate, but I mean, everyone's had that moment at a funeral, I think. N- maybe not with sugar memes, but there's certainly going to be a spark of them over the next few months. So he wanted to dub in his grandmother, the one who was alive and well, uh, as a focus of my two cents story. Okay. Ever since he can remember, uh, every time he's gone to visit his grandmother overnight, whenever she'd run a bath for him, she would fill the bathtub up to barely a quarter fill, full. So, like, you know, barely covering his yeah, ankles. Yeah. He'd have to sit, not even half submerged, shivering, whilst having the most uncomfortable bathing experience of my life. <laughs> um, no one should have to lean back in a bath and still feel the cold, cold porcelain dig into their back like what a thousand reasoning? knives. Well, basically, yeah. because she grew up in the war and was evacuated to a place where there was not an abundance of hot water, so baths had this to be a the small, small affair. <laughs> she hasn't adapted to the modern era, so even though at the age he like secretly tries to turn it on quietly, <laughs> yeah, which leaves a room. <laughs> uh, last summer, he um, worked in an event near a house all week and stayed there, and after twelve-hour shifts would want a nice long bath and find basically a puddle to relax in, <laughs> to which the reply from my grandmother would be, that's enough water, isn't it? <laughs> and I'd have to politely accept my fate. Jesus. But I love that even as an adult, though, he's still going along with it, um, just accepting that, okay, <laughs> this is the way granny does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unless, of course, he lives in Cape Town, in which case there is no water. So, yeah, true. you know, your granny's just being sensible. Yeah. Um, Sounds like this one's not, though. No, probably not. Do you reckon he turns the shower on only like halfway as well to make sure not all not full pressure? She's instilled in his mind now that he shouldn't waste water. No, I think as soon as he gets out of that house, he's, <laughs> he's turning on every hose in the neighbourhood, <laughs> pointing it all at his backyard. Um, this, is, this is similar to, I think I might have told this story, I can't remember, but my uh, guy that I used to work with who was staying at his in-law's house and mm. his, mother got, uh, his mother-in-law yeah, yeah. got most upset with the fact that he had filled the kettle to the top before turning the kettle on. Because it would take longer to heat up and use more electricity. If you're the only one having a cup, only put one cup of water that. in there. I understand that. If you're the only one making a cup of coffee, then why need, Why would you need to fill up to the top? Because then for the next person that comes along when they want to make a coffee, there's water in there and it's ready to go. See, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I've never really had that. Okay. That's, not a, that's not a problem I have to come across. I've always, <laughs> I've always played along the lines of if you... like. Using up all of the water is a bit of a nuisance because it means the next person doesn't get to do anything. Sorry, not doesn't get to do anything. Has to do it themselves. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Thank you very much. Seth Boyster writes in, who has a question, brackets, partially Simpsons. He's a brackets. recent patron, I believe. I think I've seen his name pop I up. I reckon that might be correct. Oh, hello. This question may be directed more at me due to the fact that I've expressed being a baseball fan in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have we seen Hank Azaria's show, Brockmire? No. You know, I haven't either, but I actually have heard of this, if it's what I'm thinking of. Oh, no, this is a more recent one. Okay. So, because I knew that Hank Azaria had, like, a, um, a, a sitcom that lasted about two seasons, mm-hmm. going back quite a while. Uh, I, so this is, <laughs> that was so loud. I had an itchy chin. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I was looking yeah, at a picture decent. of a rat showering, and in that sound... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw a video of a rat. Yeah, doing a video. That. video sorry. Yeah, and he's, I, got, you're like, he's got the like, shampoo and he's like, was the sound on? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little Pixar movie, Come to Life. Yeah. Um, Brockmire, season one. Uh, after a public on air meltdown, a disgraced pro baseball announcer tries to resurrect his career by signing on with a minor league team in a small Rust Belt town. That's actually a pretty cool idea for a show. And I feel like Hank Azari would be perfectly cast in that. Is that like a straight to Netflix show or what's the game? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. 
Does it not say where it's distributed? On the I'm not on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, network IFC. So, no. I, I, just a random yeah, place. Just, yeah, just yeah, a random channel, yep. So, yeah, look, the reviews overall seem fairly positive. As the episodes go on, Brock Meyer starts to feel like a real person rather than a caricature of a baseball personality, and the show begins to blossom. So, um, I read that email out, not so much because I can give much thought on it, but just to throw some love out there to Harry Shearer's new show, and guys, go is check it, it Hank out. Hank Azaria or Harry Shearer? Hank Azaria is what I meant to say. <laughs> it's getting late in the evening. It is. I'm, I'm hepped up on milk duds. I'm delicious, gonna, delicious milk duds. I might have one more just while we're um, doing the... There we go. Um, all right. Let's have one more question. Yeah, that's real nice. We should have gone back a while. Have I read the chat? Richard Hanney uh, wrote in just to say congratulations on having a baby. Um, oh, thank you, Richard. Also, as an English man who had a baby with an English woman, I wish you all the luck in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, sanity will return eventually. Um, my apologies. I feel on, like I drive Nicola more insane than she drives my, me. <laughs> my apologies on, to all English women on behalf of Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola's foot's still not well, mm-hmm. by the way. Still broken. Chris Brown uh, writes in from Buffalo. Sorry, it just occurred to me what you were talking about, and that's very bad. <laughs> so I hope Nicholas Foot gets better soon. Uh, Chris Brown, very new listener and have uh, to the podcast, has to say that it is wonderful. Thank, Thank you, Chris. You. Uh, his sister Laura turned him on to the show, so shout out to Laura as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of background in the question. He grew up in a household where his mother hated The Simpsons and refused to let them watch the show as kids. My so household. He, he was <laughs> Your household. So he was only ever able to watch the reruns right after school before his mum got home. Mm-hmm. Right to school. Hmm. Oh, in Canada. Yeah. They do things differently over there. Because of this... Do you want to swallow that milk, though? No. (laughs) Because of this, a lot of the episodes had gags that were cut out, um, either because of Canadian censorship or more likely because of the timing. So, he finds himself watching episodes now in uncut format. um, Yeah. And watching what, to him, is like a director's cut of the episode. So, Mm -hmm. did this happen in Australia? Yeah, it did. A lot. That happened a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned it earlier every time when it's happened so mm, far. the The timing... The timing ones are the ones that annoy me the most. When yeah. they would cut a gag early, you know, when they have like they would have promos running to a commercial, and they would start to fade the promo oh, in yeah. over the end and of play a, a couch gag. Oh man, did that piss me yeah. off! Movies is another thing that that channel that local TV would do it with all the time. They absolutely butcher it. Like I remember Forrest Gump doing one where, I mean, I feel like you've got to be really careful with what commercials you are playing during a show. Um, so. Forrest Gump in that moment where Jenny's left and it's all nice and peaceful and that sort of thing is very contemplative and then you cut from that to like JB Hi-Fi has smashed prices and you're like oh, Frank Walker from National Tiles you just ripped me out of that moment yeah and which is why I can't that's watch that's the price ne- you pay when you watch t- movies on television though that's all we had yeah. back then that'll buy it mm. or hire it I guess or hire it yeah, yeah. Go back 30 years before that, you didn't even have that option. So, yeah. I mean, at least we were lucky enough to be able to get VHS. But um, When's the last time you watched a movie on free-to-air? I can't recall. Um, Maybe Christmas Day, like three years ago, four years ago. So, we don't even have the movie channels on Foxtel. Mm. No, the closest that I've come is a movie came on free-to-air that I was excited to watch. and Because it's kind of like a song being on the radio. Yeah. Like, even though you own the song, you're like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, and you, you, you'll sit but there and got, watch it with ads. It as got 10 minutes in and it got to the ad and I went, I have this. I'm just going to go get the DVD. <laughs> So, do you want to swallow that fucking milk dud? No, I'm enjoying the milk dud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, it's a gift from a listener. <laughs> and I'm giving back. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the mailbag for this oh, but week. We, should we discuss... Well, I guess we haven't mentioned... We've where, kind of mentioned them along the way. The big one, I guess, time-wise, I think that annoyed me was the Homer playing with the box in Rosebud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The recent one was Springfield Connection. When do we get the freaking guns? Uh, mm. the, a big one was, and I never understood it as a kid, was when, the, um, when Chief Wiggum's in the... Cinema with Krusty 
uh, I I love Lisa. Yeah. And he and he. Oh, is ha- this a bust? Ha- how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, bust. yeah, you're right. Because I never mentioned ah nothing about a good porno movie. That, that yeah, always yeah, got yeah, cut yeah. out on television. That, that did always get cut out. I was like, out. why is this, what? Why is this a bust? It was purely Chief Wiggum. Is this a bust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I forgot about. My memory ship, so I don't remember yeah, yeah. things that are missing. It's um a bad bad question for me to answer, but you're <laughs> better at that. Ooh, you found something? Yeah, just a quick one. Nick and Nady. Um, firstly, I love your podcast. Love Thank in capital you. letters. And Thanks, the book Nick. is on our book is on his way to his house. That, our book's Yay. still available in stores, by the way. Homer's Odyssey and Big in the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Guide. We were discussing uh, in the Lisa on Ice episode, so a little while ago, we were discussing the worst American national anthem rendition. Uh, we are talking about the difference between Roseanne and Christina Aguilera, but mm-hmm. he has come up with one, Carl Lewis. Ooh, um, he's not even a singer. He's, Why is he singing? Well, apparently he had a singing career. Um, a singing career or he was just asked to sing? No, he had a song called Break It Up. Carl Lewis? Yeah. So. What? You, you have to stop it. I feel uncomfortable. Okay. So, well, for listeners, so we just listened to that clip then. I think we need to let that be the final words of the show. We're gonna we're gonna end this week's episode with Carl Lewis serenading you with the national anthem. I love the ESPN guys just with their heads in their hands laughing at it. The, There's a bit where one of the so this is before like an I think it was Knicks, it was before a Bulls game if um Bulls and whoever they're playing. One of the basketball players, like you know the tracksuit tops that they wear. What color was it? Was it Bulls? No, it was, it was one of the Bulls. It was the visiting team. But he's like literally pulled it up over his mouth oh, to hide laugh. the fact that he's laughing during the national anthem. It's, and it's the fact that he talks and says, I'll make it up to you. Exactly. Like, he, hits a, like a, he hits a bug note and then calls himself out. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> it's like a choking comedian saying it's yeah, going to get yeah, better. Yeah. Oh, the next one's going to be funny. Ooh, <laughs> no, it won't be. That's as good as it gets. So... Thanks for listening to our review of what are you even review? Radioactive Man. Radioactive Man. Next week we're going to be reviewing Home Sweet Home Diddly Dum Doodly, where mm. the Simpsons kids go to live with the Flanders for a short while. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, I haven't watched that one for a long time. Neither have I. I'm looking that. forward to that one as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't this forget. Is the one, that's the one where the, the Simpsons are deemed unfit parents, yes. right? Yep, yep. Don't forget, if you want early access to the show, one week early, you can be a $5 plus patron, patreon.com slash forefinger discount. If you want access to the exclusive Patreon Facebook group, it's going to be a $2 plus patron. If you want to enter the prize draw, you're only going to be a $1 plus patron. Mm, plenty exactly. of stuff. Just pl- a buck. We'll plenty of reasons in. to subscribe to Forefinger Discount on Patreon. But for now, it'll also help keep the show going. That is definitely true. It pays for all the website fees and everything else that goes into bringing you this show each and every week. Carl, any final words for the listeners? For the rest. We watch We're so gallantly Streaming And the rockets Red Red Uh oh